Oh, I didn't see you guys there. Are, are we live? Well, huh. uh, good morning, afternoon, and evening. Half a day. Guten Tag. Buenos dias, buenas tardes y noches. And welcome. And for everybody that I miss, hey, y'all. As my granny would say, man, I just want to say welcome to the show. Hope you guys got your drinks, your snacks, and you prepared to learn about some leadership and life lessons uh, through this discussion. Take out your pen and your pad, go grab a friend, and enjoy the show. See y'all at the end. Peace! just realized that uh I had everything muted. <laughs> What's going on man? Inspector Nacho how you doing? How are you guys doing? Did y'all return the flag as instructed? King school you yo what? Twitch says I was ping. You were ping. What's up? What's popping Papa? You know what's popping. I'm in the house, man. Yes, I pinged everybody. We live, man. Let's go. King school you. Where y'all watching that, man? Where y'all watching from? What y'all doing? Mustache. Did you feel my guide, my guide on? I will hunt you down. <laughs> Inspector Nacho. Corporal Mustache. Get up. Can you confirm or deny? Any of this, I'm on mobile. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Look, we uh, we going live from a different location today, man. I am in Georgia, home of the brave. <laughs> it's the reason I got on my brave. No, I got it on because I want to have it on. Expect <laughs> Nacho, I'm okay. I would never do that to my battle buddies. I'm a high speed NCO. <clears throat> I'm doing great. That's great. All right, look, we're going to jump into this thing, man. Let me go and get to the, uh, let's see. <laughs> and as you guys can see right now, the slide that's up says the Jewel Junkie. I want to go and give a shout out to the Jewel Junkie, where they add style to your smile $5 at a time. Where there are no rules to the jewels, you ain't got to break the bank. To look like a million bucks. Shout out to the Jewel Junkie, my co-pilot, that's been going through the madness with me. We've been getting it. So y'all get on over there, man. I'm telling you, y'all got prom, y'all got balls, y'all got Army, Navy, Marine Corps balls coming up. You got the Christmas balls that's passed. You got whatever, a formal event, or you just want to make yourself feel good. Go on over to JewelJunkie.com and get you something, man. Woo, woo. That's right, Jewel Junkie. I gave First Sergeant my corporal coin. <laughs> Remember which one it is. Boom. Here we go. Y'all like my little slides? We're going to kick it off, man. Hey, the quote of the day is coming from Carl Jung. But before I get into the quote of the day, remember that it's February, man. It's February, and it is Black History Month. And um, this is a great opportunity 
Uh, a lot of times, I know growing up, we didn't get a whole lot of uh, in-depth knowledge on uh, black history. You know, we got to skim over like, yeah, there were slaves, and this is the next chapter. Um, but there's a lot of things that go into, you know, Black History Month, man. So y'all take some time out. We got a whole 20, 28 days, maybe. No. You know, we got a whole month to, to go in and learn some stuff that you might not have known. All right. And on the other note, man, some birthday shout outs, man. My little brother, he, his birthday was on um, uh, February the 5th. We got uh, one of my our close friends. Tiana Pie Scott's birthday is today. Dwayne Smith, shout out to Dwayne Smith. His birthday is coming up. Steve Quinn and Mike Heath. And anybody else's birthday that's in February, man, shout out to you, man. Happy birthday. And, you know, we pray that you have a, a blessed and wonderful day and that you're blessed with many, many more to come. So, back to our quote. It comes from Carl Jung. Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. Hmm. I like that. I like that. Inspector Nacho, he was like, I'm going to get your name engraved on it. I'm going to make a custom corporal coin with a stash on it. <laughs> All right, man. Look, check it out. We have some great guests so far. We had Leon Bicey, Jennifer Hummer, and today we have the one, the only, Frank Brown. Franklin Brown, also known as Frank Financial. And, uh, Better known for me as Cream, DJ Cream, Cash Rules, everything around me. Gotta get the money. I thought you was gonna finish it for me, Jewel Junk. You sitting over there nodding your head. Alright, and we got uh we got first sergeant Villarreal coming up on the 11th. We got uh Colonel Reppers coming up. And we got a surprise guest on the 18th. We have Jennifer and Lawrence La Laverne coming up. William Galen, and we're going to top the month off with Kelly and Nancy Mann. Man, we got a, a, a heavy hitter this month, and we'll see if we can beat, beat it next month. But for now, we have the one, the only, Franklin Financial. What's, What's good? going on? What's good, brother? Everything. How you Everything. doing? Hey, hey. Let me, let me, let me, let me, my, my stuff is all acting funny. Well, I'm acting funny because I ain't do it right. Let me get right. Hold on. Bam. There we go. I like the effects. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Man, let me see. I think I'm doing fantastic. You know, it's, it's crazy how I'm doing. I really, honestly, you know, I can't believe that I'm living this life. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, share, share. Come on, talk to us. All right, I'm not sure if you saw, but my daughter, so I'm wearing this shirt. Uh, she recently just went to IMG. Um, that's the sports academy down in Bradenton, Florida. Uh-huh. You know? Um, she's living down there now. She's 15. She just moved out to Bradenton. She got a scholarship, you know, somewhat partial scholarship to go down there and play tennis. Okay. But she had just left this private school right here. Um, it's called Baylor. It's one of the top 10 schools in the country. She started off there. She just started her freshman year, but halfway through the school year, she gets recruited to IMG. You know, it's crazy. That and then my crazy. son is fencing, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> Look, it's crazy. That you is, know? That's awesome. Okay. We got, 
nephew Tay's in the house. That's my auntie calling herself me. <laughs> we got Leonard Bookman. What's going on, First Sergeant? How you doing? And the Jewel Junkie says, we'll see. It feels like, you know, it's you know, having two wins that's premature, one two ounces and like three pounds, two ounces, and then homeschooling them, you know, then just just grinding, you know, starting off as the as the strength and conditioning coach at the gym. Yeah. So because I'm at the gym, my kids get for that. And head first, so look. Sorry. It, it's all good, bro. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to back up. Who are okay. you? Where are you from? And what else do you do? Okay. The who are you is a lonely question. Let's you go. know, I could I'm Franklin Brown. Everybody calls me Frank Finan. But, you know, and I love your show. So I'm going to say this, and this is... <laughs> I consider myself and my family, man. I, I'm I'm father of the decade around this bad man. boy. You know what I'm claim saying? It, claim it, brother. Claim it. it worked. Yes. That's that's really what I do. I've been raising my children since they was born, and I put a lot of stuff on the back burner so I could just focus my time and energy into them. Yeah. So, you know, I'm Frank Brown Senior. I got Francesca and I got Frank Junior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then I got my wife. I just went and kissed her, and I told her, hey, you know, my my father game is tight. My husband game is good, but I would like to get it up there to the great, like where the, where the father status is, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I'm all right, that's... Shirt. I'm digging the shirt, too, man. I'm digging it. that's who... So, that's who I am, where I'm from. I'm from East Oakland, California. All right. I um, moved up to Sacramento, California to go to high school. And then from there, it was the Army. You know, that's, yeah, from the yay area, you know, <laughs> and that's why this stuff is so unbelievable. You know, you may have seen my last post. My mom was 15 when she had me take, yeah, you know, man. so it's, it's crazy, you know, that this is real, that life by design, you say you're going to go out here and get it and make things, things happen. It's crazy that it's for real, you yeah, know? Man. Yeah, man. Look, you. One of the things that you have to do uh, is really you got to speak it, right? You got to speak it because if you don't speak it, it won't happen. You know, you that's speak right. those things into existence because if you speak negativity, that's what's going to come back, right? That's what's going to come. Yeah. So, man, I, and, and one thing I do, I know about Mr. Cream. Cash yeah. Moves, everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm happy to hear it. It's been, what, like 20 years. Yeah, bro. You know it's, it's been a while, bro. That's, a, oh, my God. It, look. It's so crazy because when you when you when you have these relationships and it's so funny because doing this people be like you don't even talk. I was like, well, you don't know because when I'm with my people, when we just doing it, we chopping it up. I talk, yeah. but like yeah. I don't I don't always do it like this, right? So they get to see like uh, you know if they were a fly on the wall and they get to hear right. some of the conversation. So that's that's one of the benefits of this. But um, yeah, man, they don't know. So the next question is. How you know me? Okay. <laughs> hey, this is a great one right here because not only so my first duty station, I believe, was your first duty station also. Yeah. Fort Hood, Texas. Yeah, Fort Hood. You was in Medac, I was in Dentac, and uh we lived in the same barracks. But we was rapping together. We was rappers. <laughs> we were rappers. 
<laughs> we had a rap group. We Bars. had turntables. Bars. We had they a don't squad. know. Bro, they don't know. Look, yeah. look. They got we performed in a club. Hey, you that's what I'm telling you. What was that City Lights? We was getting in for free, 99. Yeah. They were like, yo, y'all gonna come perform? I'm like, yeah. You know? We gonna come through. <laughs> we performed at uh at Soldiers Day or something like that. Yeah, man. You know, in front of like ten thousand soldiers. Uh, it's getting it's it. It's crazy. It's getting it. You we know, didn't look that man. She don't believe us. Hey, but other than knowing you from from us rapping together and living in the barracks and hanging out and playing basketball Ball. together, you was balling. You know Ball. what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, I had got the plug at Wilson's Leather working. I hired you on that. <laughs> I was there when you met your wife. You yes. know what I'm saying? I was there day one. Yeah, you know day saying? one. Let's you go. Know, that was I remember like it was yesterday. You know, because we had a nice we had a nice job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we had a nice job. <laughs> yeah. That was shout out weird. to Wilson's Leather, man. Well, shout out to Wilson's Leather. Yeah, you know. Man. I don't even know. I Do they still have stores right here somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got at least one. I held Heck it down. Yeah, yeah hey, man. I love that job. I loved it too, bro. You know? So, so you you tiptoed on it. So we we both, you know, um, we both served. I'm still serving for a little bit longer. Uh, what's your ties to the military, and what drove you to come into the military? All right. So I did six years in Dentac, who Delta One Four Eight, who you know. Uh, let's see, I made it to sergeant, uh, but let me tell you why I came in. High school wasn't my thing, so I knew I, I college college wasn't even a thought of mine. You know, I was DJ Cream, Frank Financial. You know, and it's all because I always had my mind on the money, and I knew that in the military. I could meet people from all around the world, all around the country that's probably want to get money like I want to get money, Right. you know? So I joined, I stayed in six years. I chose something like Dentac because my mama said I wasn't allowed to do nothing else, you know? <laughs> and man, that was great. You know, I was able to learn how to make grills because what I was making was anything that goes in the mouth. Right, um, Dental, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I started a little side business called Million Dollar Smile while I was making gold grills. Are you serious? You know, I swear. Bro, you always swear. hustling, man. I tell you that. You're always. always hustling. I like always. it. Always. You know, that was the greatest thing about being in the military is, let me tell you. So, I was, we played basketball. You was killing me. I was average at basketball. <laughs> I was average at school. I was, I was damn near average at everything, but I went into the army. And it was me, Affleck, and Armoroso. I remember the drill sergeant telling us, hey, don't none of y'all, the rest of y'all don't get to, y'all shouldn't even be wearing uniforms. But Brown, Affleck, and Armoroso, those are soldiers right there. And that showed me that if I just gave everything I had, I could be great at something. Yeah. And from there, that's when I knew I could do anything. Mm. You know, from that giddy up, from knowing that I was a, basically an average person where I came from, but I came into the military at basic, I'm a damn superstar, yeah. you know? And it was all because, I don't know, I just was going hard. And if, man, that just stuck with me, you know? So the hustle, it just stuck with me, you know? 
Well, you hit on some of it, man. That's the, so you you hit on some of the pros. What 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 would you say is some of the biggest pros of you coming in? Aside for you know you getting that right. that mindset switch. Just right off the top, and it's something I teach my kids, and I still live by. You know, fifteen minutes early is on time. On time is late. Yes. You know, yes. and if you if you look at most people, they they late, and so. That with that spawn was another uh, a, a way of life is that we do the opposite of what the masses do. You know, most folks. Hey, I use one of my boys, uh, uh, Moreno, in the military. I always use my military experiences to teach my kids. Yeah. But Moreno, in basic, he used to always. He didn't have his hat. He used to always be late and. Moreno, I love my boy, but he ended up getting his foot chopped off. He got amputated. And, oh, yes. He was up, like, in Alaska, one of the duty stations, and I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm sure he was either late or he forgot some (laughs) shit. He was was being the person that slips, you know, and you get your foot chopped off because of it, you know? So, man, one of the things the Army taught me is the the best thing about it and i think everybody should serve a couple of years like they do in these other countries I, I you know would, I, I, I would i would sign off on that bro i mean it's free you know if for nothing more than that's how you get your free education yep oh right? yes if that's for, one of the if best for things nothing more than that i would i would definitely be like yeah serve two three years by the time you two, get out of basic years. you halfway done yeah if you open-minded to it you know you can go there and at least get some discipline instilled. If you say, okay, I'm going to go there so I become a more disciplined individual when I'm mm-hmm. done, oh, you win it. You right. know, I let my son know that the man he is will not man he is after, after base. Well, he's going through OCS. I'm, hey. OCS, exactly. He, he yeah. going hey, the goal right now is West Point. You know, yeah. the goal is West Point, any of the military academies. Uh, and that's why we grind. That's one of the reasons I'm proud because, hey, it's real tech. You know, what's crazy is that this boy could really go into the to the military, into the, uh, West Point, into any of the top academies. His goal is to be a general. My son, he really could be a damn general. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, gen- it's crazy what it could happen when you realize that the stuff that you are uh, that you're working for is attainable. Right. You know. One thing that we've learned is that hard work really pays off. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people don't really see that, oh, your dreams are attainable, you know, and that's, so if the boy want to be a general, I'm talking to him, hey, you know, what about politics after General Colin Powell could have been president, Hey, you know, yeah. hey, this is a possibility, Barack. He didn't know he was going to be president when he was uh, a freshman in high school, right. you know? But right now, we can start, go ahead and start start molding and cultivating yeah. that. Yeah, you start I told you the boy is Spencer, it. you know? Yeah, We're man. We're looking at the Harvard scholarships, <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, man, you speaking it into him, man. And and then so you, and then you're, you're watering it. So you're planting them seeds and watering them jokers, man. Yeah. That's awesome, you know? bro. That is so awesome. I was like, sorry if I missed the question. Did we hit the question? Let's yeah, see the no, you hit, you hit the question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, one of the things that you hit on was, uh, you know, you're you're doing these things and I'm just, I'm looking at you and I'm hearing you and I hear cream, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing dad. I'm like, it's crazy. Cream? It's cream crazy. is in, in, in pop mode, man. It's like <laughs> hustling on another level for the kids, man. That's so awesome. Kids. Bro. 
for the kids. They're the greatest investment. Absolutely. People may not look at it. It's assets and liabilities. Yeah. You remember Natika Webster? You remember I her? I do remember. Yeah. Yes. When I met her dad, he used to tell me, hey, thank you for taking off my head. She's a liability. You liability. He used to always say that, and I never knew what it meant. He kept telling you a liability. Her dad and I said never that? never knew what until I got older, and your children could be liabilities, you know, yeah. or they could be assets. Right, right. Right now, I've been taking my son in the morning to teach him how to drive. You know, five in the morning, we wake up, I teach him how to drive. Yeah. Because if he gets his license and he's a driver I can trust, oh, he's an asset to the family. Right. But if he go out here, I just got hit yesterday. I took him to school. A girl rear-ended me, one of the students. What? That's a liability. Right, you know right, what I mean? yeah. You're lucky that uh, I was at a stop and you know, she was slowing down and hit me, and it yeah. wasn't much damage, but, you know, and I'm a nice guy, but, you know, <laughs> that's the liabilities, and I look at my children as being the greatest investments, you know? Yeah. My daughter, when she gets this this million-dollar check, she knows, hey, we buying an apartment complex. Yeah. That first check that comes in is we buying that apartment complex. Yeah. My son, when he goes to the to West Point, he, after he graduates, gets them bars put on. Oh, that check. He's buying properties at every duty station. Yes. You know? Because that's how we do it. Come on, you know? Mr. Financial. Come on. You about to get man. into it, man. Man, you, yeah. you got to have a place. Hey, people used to have big families back in the day. Why? Because they need them. Now, you got to take what you have and use them. Yeah. You know, assets and liabilities. And yeah. the children, they could be your greatest assets. Especially when we need somebody to take care of us when we get old. Right. You want broke ass children trying to take care of you when you old? Or you want children that can afford nurses 24 7? You know what I'm saying? Because they don't want to be wiping your butt. So yeah. they got to have a dough, you know, to make sure they can pay somebody to wipe your butt. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Come on, we pay man. For it, you know? Come on. <laughs> All right. So, what's a, what's a, give me a con. A con to uh, your time in the con? military. Um. When I was in the army, some things happened to me, but you know, so one time I got pulled over coming to uh coming on the on post and I was on my way to PT, leaving my boy Holloman's house. Man, I got pulled over and they first they, they pulled out the guns on me. Told what? me to put my hands out the, the window. This is where I first learned this. Open it up. Get out. Get on my knees. They, man, cops everywhere. They cuffed me up and put me in the grass. And they left me there for a couple of hours. And, you know, and they were just searching and everything. And then they let me go. You know, and I went and I filed a complaint. I told Sergeant Trevino. We went down to the MP station. And they was like, basically, what you want us to do about it? You know, and I wanted, I wanted some kind of, you know, something, you know, yeah. hey, an apology would work, but right, right. nothing. They just sent me up out of there, you know, so, um, I think that's the only con I got. Let's see that, you know, I was treated, you know, you, you learn, you learn what really is life. Yeah. You know, I had some. You, you learn, you know, I, there was some racist folks in there that do certain things, but that comes with life. It just made me stronger, so I can't even call it a con, right, you right. know? So, you remember when I tried out for the Army boxing team? Yeah. I made the Army boxing team, 
But Sarge Trevino told me, well, we thought you weren't going to make it. We thought you were just going to be used as a punching bag, so you can't be on the team. And then I realized at that point, they pulled me off the team tag. I could have been on my way to the Olympics. What? You know what I'm saying? They pulled me off because they said they didn't think I was going to make it. They wouldn't sign off on it when the boxing team said you made the team. Yeah. So I had real life lessons like at 18 years old that... You really you 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 can't you can't believe what you what you believe uh what they telling you. You know, I don't want to put it that way, but these are just people. You know what I'm saying? My boy Sergeant Trevino, I love him Sergeant First Class, but he's still just a just a human that has their own their own agenda. You know? So, you got to accept it for what it is. You know, and most people most people are are, I'm going to just say average. Fuck it. Now, most people are average. <laughs> and most people are thinking in an average mentality. And they didn't think I was going to make the boxing team, but I knew I was because I was a bad mofo. <laughs> I had just learned the basic that I stand out from the crowd. Yeah. And all I got to do is go harder than everybody else. And I will stand out from the crowd. So I realized at that point that... uh this is the reason I got out. I'm, I'm sorry, but the reason I got no, out going, is bro. because I saw that on the pay sheet that they give you that a 010, a general, makes about 10 grand a month. This is when we were in. It was about 10,000 and some change. And I realized that if I work the hardest from the bottom and make it all the way to the top, I'm only going to make 10 grand a month. And that's if I put it in 20 years. And that's when I knew it wasn't for me. Mm. You know, once I came to that realization, that's when I knew that the military was no longer for me. But I planned on doing 20 years when I first got involved. Okay. You know, I thought it was going to be, I knew I wasn't going to school. And then I figured, okay, they'll pay me just to do army stuff, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> Go play army. <laughs> just go play army. Put on a uniform, march around. You know, I didn't even know what dental did at that point. Yeah. You know, I they identified, like, the skulls and, and the wars. You know, I thought they looked at records and stuff. Yeah. But, who knew they, they made dentures? <laughs> and and grill. And grill. Hey, so everything, anything you can think of that goes in the mouth. When I worked at the hospital, we did oral facial maxillary surgery. We did rhinoplasties. If somebody had a big bump on their nose, we'd pull it up, shave it down. You remember Famari? Yeah, yeah. We did liposuction on him in our clinic. Are you serious? You know, we did, yeah. The reason I got the job at Wilson's is because I was working at the hospital at night. I would do from 16.30 to 7.30 in the morning. Then I would have the whole day off. That's how I was able to work at Wilson's in the daytime. Okay. You know, so I was just getting the phone calls at night. If somebody got hurt, I would call in the surgeon, and then we would set up the, the oh, little operating room. I remember you know? I came in there to see you during the Christmas time, and you was in that joint. Yeah. I was in there. I was in there every night, oh, you know? man. I, I didn't even know that. I, I didn't put that. I thought you was on, like, staff duty or something, bro. I did that every night until until I went to recruiting duty. Hey, my whole military career was playing. Those six years, you know, it's just, there was some bad things. But who cares? You know, I, hey. I believe in I believe in highs highs and lows. Yeah. You know, one of my sayings is it's always something. You know, being a real estate investor is always something. Uh-huh. You know, I'm surprised my phone ain't ringing down with something. You what? know what I'm saying? All right, so and hey, let's get into that, man. So what? Uh, how did you get into the whole real estate investing deal, man? Okay, let's see. 
I was in the Army, Fort Gordon, up in Augusta. I bought I bought the first one, uh, Army, you know, uh, what they call VA loan, yeah, zero yeah. down. And then, at this time, Tay, the houses, my first one, I had got this thing, uh, Carlton Sheets. You ever heard of Carlton Sheets? Never. It's this old, like, VHS type thing. Okay. I got it, like, in 1998. I think I opened it up in 2006 20, 20, uh, or, or 2003, 2002. So I opened it up, and I'm watching the videos. But the only thing I remembered, he said, you can make any offer that you uh, want as long as you put it's contingent upon financing. So me and my girl at that time, she was my girlfriend, hey, we just went out making offers and then we would just tell the people it's contingent upon financing. We knew we weren't going to get financed. But this first one, this guy named Philip Coral said, uh, we told him this and he said, that's no problem. My guy, Donnie Miller at Regents Bank will finance you. So uh, we was like, cool. He said, if you want this one, I'll give you another one. So we bought like 19 Ellis, uh, 1918 Ellis Street in Augusta, 19,000. And then we bought another one like in, I can't remember the name of the city, somewhere in the country, you know, like South Carolina for 39,000. But we went to the bank. We went to Regions Bank, Donnie Miller. And then Donnie was like, well, I got to take a look at it. And then all this nonsense. So I left the bank and I said, hey, Philip." Well, Donnie said he had to do uh, this research. And then um, he said, well, head over to this other bank. As I was driving over there, Philip called me back and he said, turn back around, go to Regions. Donnie said he had to do the deal. I bought two in one day. You know what I'm saying? First deal was two in one day. A $19,000, like a two bedroom, one bath. And like, a, it may have been a two or three bedroom up in Edgewood, South Carolina. Uh-huh. Uh, and I got that one for 40 grand. And that's what got the ball rolling. Once I knew that this was back in the day, this was 2002, 2003, you could basically go in there and say, I have a deal. This is how much it makes. And this is how much they want. And then they would finance it. And that's what got the ball rolling. You know, it was crazy. And that was in 2003, 2004, 2005. Uh, I got out the army in 2004. Tay, when I got out the army, I started a franchise called Jam Pro. You ever heard of Jam Pro? I, I heard. I started, seen you posting on stuff. All right, Jam Pro. I started. I got out in September of 2004. I started Jam Pro in January of 2004. I had made a hundred grand by the time I got out, and that and that's when I knew I was done. Yeah. I had made a hundred grant in the evenings, Tay. I still was waking up going to PT. I still was going to the ADL, the Army Dental Lab, doing my thing. And then in the evenings, Maybaum Realtors in Augusta. I'm sure you heard of them. Yeah. They're like the largest realtor. I had all of their offices. I was killing it. You know, me and my girl, we would clean up in the evening. We had staff. I got out the Army and I started buying the real estate. You know, I was buying the real estate when I was in there, but the first two was the one I told you about. So I'm making a hundred grand and I have some real estate and, you know, I guess I have my army career. You know, I, I can tell people I'm in the army. That gives you credibility. Right, but right, right. just having, you know, I had credit. I had, uh, I had a business and, and I was in Augusta. It's so cheap. You know, I'm from California. So yeah. if you can <laughs> grand in Augusta and rent it out, check this out. So 
the way I buy, I like to, I'm a buy and hold specialist. So if I buy something, I'll give you the twenty thousand dollars example. It only has to bring me in uh, two hundred dollars a month, and I'll buy it. Four hundred dollars a month, that's twenty percent. Twenty percent cap rate, I'm killing it. So how many of those do you need in order to be in order to be good? You know. Yeah. So that's where it started off. Now I can't. I don't have anything for twenty thousand, but in 2014 2013 i bought some property in atlanta 35 grand i can give you the address right now the person i sold it to for 125,000 they're selling it for like 250 260 now it's under contract you well, know i think you were working on that one and you was doing the uh then you get stopped going into the um to one of your properties you had some one of your guys was that the one I had a whole lot, you know, so there's been where I had like a, a work letter to cease working on the property because we didn't have the permits because, you know, sometimes when I started off, I did things the hood way, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you, yeah, hey, it, it's, it's levels to this game, tech. you know what I'm saying, yeah. it's levels, you yeah, know, yeah. so um, I had a whole lot of issues, you know, a whole lot of, a whole lot of drama, but I believe. That's what comes with the territory. When I first bought, I bought, oh, so the stuff I bought in 2003, 2004, I had twins. They were premature. I moved out to California. I was living with my mama. I filed bankruptcy. So I was balling. Me and my girl was balling. We went out to California because we thought we were doing well and she was pregnant with the twins. And we thought we could do the same thing that we did in Augusta in California. But we got there and we didn't know that most twins come out premature. They were 10 weeks premature. So I'm on lockdown, you know, yeah. um, and my property um, in Augusta, I had a property manager. I think she was ripping me off every month, but who knows? Hell, now that I look at it, all the bills I get, she probably was keeping it hooded. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but every month there was like, hey water heater went out this went out so i wasn't making any money on my properties with her managing wow. i'm in california she's in georgia i have to just take her word for it and then i'm starting to look at the invoices and i see her husband he has a different company he's doing all the repairs so they could be charging me whatever and then my janitorial company i had an operations manager this is my boy howard richardson he's making about 50 grand a month still off of the base jam pro that i sold him um but I sold it to, I, he was my manager at first. I'm in California and nobody's going to take care of your baby like they take care of their own baby. Right. So the standard of uh, maintenance is going down. He's getting complaints. And then, so that means I'm getting the complaints. And so I end up selling him my business and he ended up growing it into something great, you know, which is fantastic. Um, let's see, yada, yada, yada. I filed the bankruptcy. You know, let me tell you this for the for the listeners, for those who don't know, bankruptcy is fantastic. What it is is they get rid of your debt. In certain cases, they're uh, chapter thirteen and chapter seven. But what we had, they got rid of our debt. Are we still making money off these properties? Hell yes, we still. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy. You know, when we first went uh, to court. Um, we told the judge, hey, no, we realized that this wasn't for us. And then when he looked at it, he was like, no, you guys should do it. You know, we thought that um, we heard other people before us that they had to pay it back. We didn't want to pay it back. We found out there was two different bankruptcies and that we didn't have to pay it back. 
Uh, we knew we would have to wait seven years before we could start buying real estate again. Mm. That was fine because I knew that I had to just get ready. Yeah, you know, because that's how the game go. So from 2007 to 2014, I didn't buy any real estate. But check this out: I didn't know about something called creative financing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's how I got rich right there. Yeah. I didn't know that I didn't have to wait. But I believe from what I learned, if you file bankruptcy, you couldn't buy a house uh, for seven years. So I waited my seven years out. I went and got a job. I knew I needed a high paying job. That's why I became a personal trainer okay. because I saw an ad that you can make six figures being a personal trainer. Oh wow! And I had really got swole. I put an ad on MySpace. I started training people out of the apartment complexes and houses. And then I said, okay, uh, if somebody makes a hundred grand being a personal trainer, I can make a hundred grand being a personal trainer. Right. So that's what got that ball restarted. But then I bought that first property. I bought a Freeflex FHA. I bought it in uh in Louisville. Um, so it cost me 132,000. I had to put three and a half percent down, which is like seven grand or something like that. Um, after I bought that one, you know, I felt like I was a real estate investor. Me and my family, we're living in a two bedroom, uh, one bath, and then we have a tenant above us and a tenant to the side. It's a preflex. Okay. So we're living in there. We're stacking up dough. We're stacking up dough because we got rid of your biggest expense is probably going to be your mortgage or your rent. Right. You get rid of that. Oh, you can get rich. Anybody listening, if you get rid of your mortgage or your rent, you can get rich. And the easiest way that, that I found to do that in America, you take an FHA loan and you go move into a duplex, a threeplex, or a fourplex, cut your overhead. Once you cut that overhead, now you can start saving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Once you start saving, now you got a down payment for the next one. You know? Now, we had a down payment for the second one. But the third one, we realized, okay, the banks won't give us any money. The second one, we, we got lucky. We bought a six-unit apartment building. We okay. found it on Craigslist. <laughs> you what? know, finance is when somebody owns it, you go right to them, and you basically just structure the deal. Yeah. And you pay them. We did. The first one, I bought it for like hundred thirty grand. It was a six-unit building. It was bringing in $32,000 a year already. You know what I'm saying? I actually saw that before I bought my three-plex. I saw it, but the pictures looked so ugly. It looked like a a jail, you know? (laughs) Uh, So I passed on it. And with the uh, the FHA, you can't buy anything larger than a four-plex. You know, you only can buy one through four. Uh, So this time I doubled back and I saw the six-plex is bringing in $32,000. He's asking $30,000 down. We've been living at this other place and we've been stacking up our dough. So now we can get this. That was our first owner finance deal. From that guy, guy named Dan Foss, rest in peace. He died of cancer not too long ago, but he sold us that six flex. Then he sold us uh, three, uh, a four flex and a duplex, all owner finance. What? You know what I'm saying? Say, I bought from him. Right now, from him, I have over a million dollars worth of real estate owner finance. The uh, the six unit I bought for one hundred thirty thousand, it was appraised for five oh four like two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The uh, the fourplex and the duplex, I paid one hundred twenty five for the duplex and two fifty for the fourplex. They're easy. I had put the fourplex 
on uh on the market for 450 but i sold my threeplex first because the market is stupid on fire so i wanted to cash in even though i hate that i sold any you know what i'm saying because now i gotta work now i gotta find some more to replace it you know what i'm saying my goal was just to buy the initials and add to them and just live off that you know yeah but I paid one hundred and thirty-two thousand for the threeplex. I sold that bad boy for three twenty-five. I bought it in twenty fifteen. So five, six years later, I made one hundred ninety thousand dollars on it. And then over the years that I've had it, I made like sixty grand in rent. You know, plus because I stayed there, I don't get hit with the capital gains tax. You know, so I let that one fly. And then I bought one for thirty-five thousand, uh, a three-bedroom, one bath. I let that one fly for 154 or something like that. I bought that one owner finance too, uh, sight unseen. So uh, when I was in Augusta, uh, I went to this real estate school, Jeff Keller, you know, Century 21. You probably heard of him. Yeah. Um, but he told me one time he was in the hospital and he said he would have, he wouldn't have had the money if he didn't have these three bedroom, one bathroom brick properties. And he said, if you ever get a chance to buy a three-bedroom, one-bath brick property for 50 grand, you should buy it. I got a call from this guy, Don Jacobs. It's my boy. Uh, he said, hey, I have a three-bedroom, one-bath, all-brick house in the West End. Uh, the tenant's paying six twenty-five. dollars I want $35,000. You know, um, you can put, I think I put $11,000 down. I put $11,000 down, and I paid $24,000 over the next year. You know, as a balloon payment. I bought that bad boy. Uh, check this out. So I bought it from him. Uh, and then I went to go collect the rent from the tenant. The tenant wouldn't give me the money. They said, well, you need to prove to me that you own this house. And then uh, I went to go get him the paperwork. And I shouldn't have. You know, I was easing to it. But when I came back, she, like, had her boyfriend, you know, like, like they was going to try to do something. So I just put her ass out there, you know. Put her out. And I raised the rent to nine fifty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was a win. I refinanced that property because I, oh, let me tell you. Hopefully, my boy, I'll send him the link, my boy Orlando. I bought the property for thirty five. My boy Orlando, I've been trying to put people in the game. So I said, hey, I got this for thirty five. Um, I'll let you have it for fifty. I know. We know this is the West End. I know you'll be able to get 125 for it in about three years. Yeah. So we worked a deal out. He was owner financing it for me. But uh, eventually he said, hey, I don't want it. You know, yada, yada. He, he was afraid he wasn't going to be able to get the rental rate. So he was about to sell it. I said, oh, no, no, no. I was just looking you up. I did not want to get rid of this property, but... I'm trying to put people on. That's why I get the duplexes and the fourplexes because these are properties that you can get FHA. Okay, I can okay. get them and I can pass them on. And, and it's just like it's just like Monopoly. I can hook you up with a house so you can get a hotel. And it's just with the with the ones, twos, threes, and fours, you can do that. Okay. Especially the two, threes, and fours, the uh, multi-family. Yeah. Um, so I got it back from him, and then I rented it out at nine fifty. I refinanced it. For 79, I pulled some cash out, um, had a little mortgage on it, but the tenant is covering that. And then the tenant moved out and I decided to sell it because the market was hot. I sold it for 159. I thought I was gonna get 200 because on Zillow it said 200. But when we put it on the market, now I didn't fix it up. It was ugly. You know what I'm saying? I started, <laughs> I did that work. 
because the real estate agent said, hey, we have people that are buying that as is right now. And so from that point, man, I stopped fixing things up. I let people see it ugly first. Yeah. You know, that just because I was 20,000 into something ugly and I didn't have to put zero dollars in and they would have bought it for the same 159. Wow. You know? So I'm still learning, you know, and I'm uh I'm loving this game. You yeah, know, man. Loving look, it. Look. You got a, well, are you still doing your training? You still, I seen you had a couple of, you was traveling, so you're not doing no, the training anymore. I'm not training okay. because people don't do shit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> I read, hey, people don't do nothing. I give away the game for free, you know? People, it's a numbers game. You know, how many people are successful? And it's a reason why. One of my favorite books is uh, um, Laws of Human Nature, yeah. you know? And it's because that, and I hate that I'm gonna use this word, but most motherfuckers are sorry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's just how it is. It's just a numbers game, you know. Yeah. And I realize all you have to do is don't be sorry, and you will win. You right, know what right. I'm saying? That's that's all I do. I just look at what everybody else is doing. And I just do the opposite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> doing the wrong thing. You know they buy the fancy cars. I don't buy the fancy cars. They buy the fancy clothes. I don't buy them. Hey, they balling, they buy the big house, I don't buy the big house. You know, I just do the opposite. Yeah. They, 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 uh, I hop on social media uh, sometimes. You know, I was gone a year, I put some stuff on, but now I'm gone again because that's, that's not me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's good I, stuff, I prefer, man. You know, I just Look. do the opposite, you know? Look, people need, people need to hear that, bro. Bro, they need to hear that. Look, let me see what we got. We got a. Uh, let me see. Lady L says hi, Franklin. That's my mama. Hey, hey mama. How you doing? Uh, Leonard Bookman says stay twenty years and you will always have nurses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said it may have been a blessing that they pulled you. What do you mean, Bookman? That they pulled you? Hunt the good stuff. Nephew Tay, yes, jewel junkie, nice. Yeah, man. So look. You hit a lot of stuff, bro. That's that's that was a lot of nuggets. And, uh, I, mean, I was rolling. No, bro, that that was good. That was that was really good. Like I'm I'm trying to find my notepad so I can take down some stuff because I'm trying to see what I'm gonna be when I grow up. <laughs> I can <wait>. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> look, look, bro. I'm on my 180 day internship and uh, terminal leave, bro. You see, right? Short timer, heck yeah! I see you looking good. You Bruh. know what I'm saying, bro? You're on your short bus, short timer. It feels so good. The best thing was to clear that house and then get on the road and come, come to, come home, come to my mama's house. That was that felt so good, man. You know, I can't believe it, man. How does it feel? I I, I look at it now and I see like the time flew by and I said, man. If I would have done, I could have retired. I would have been two years retired now. Yeah. You know, but I've done a whole lot in that time. So I, I have no idea, you yeah, know, man. but you, you know, know I think you did, you did. I say when I, re when I think back, man, you were running, you was running. Was it a uh, hundred miles and running hundred miles? And, uh, what was the uh, NWA song? hundred miles and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, you was you was running. I mean, the whole crew was running, but I I would yeah. I would say like, like for me it was basketball, like you said. I was running for basketball. Got picked up for the All Army team twice. Didn't get to play one game. You um, know, 
and and then for you, you was always hustling and grinding, bro. I never, I, I can't remember you. You had this one car one day. You come back with yeah. another car. Then I see yeah. it again. You got it crushed white interior TVs <laughs> with the in the TVs. Back. <laughs> hey, Snake of Dreamcast. You, you remember the Snake of Dreamcast? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, chopped the top thing. off the daggone Cadillac and made it a uh, yeah. um uh, what do they do the, when you put low rider? Yeah. You pull yeah, that joker right. off, bro. I'm like, you always hustling, hey, man. So, I, I there was a VCR player in that thing. It was yeah. one in there. You know what I'm saying? VCR <laughs> player. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, man. You had the whole studio was... set up in the room. Yeah. It was just, I mean, it was crazy. But seeing you then, and then knowing the whole time frame, you couldn't, you would not have stayed in. I mean, you could have stayed in, but it was kind of holding you back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let me tell you. I worked at the ADL. They only had one or two windows in the ADL. And you know, we had to, for our 15 minute break, we got two 15 minutes and we got our lunch break. Okay. But we had the biometric scan to take our break. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And I realized that, okay, this ain't for me. You know what I'm saying? I knew that I needed to be free. I knew, even though it was in there, we had our headphones on and we just making teeth and stuff. You know, I just knew that Man, I'm making this money in the daytime, and and I'm out making moves. There's people out right now, and they they see in the world they doing whatever. Hey, this is my uniform, yeah. bro. This is my uniform. You know, I I, I love having a uniform. You know, one yeah. of the best things about the military is a uniform, and I wear this damn near every day. You know what I'm saying? To some extent, you know, I'm repping the kids' school one. Because I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I don't want to get pulled over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I make sure, hey, Baylor is the top school out here. Hey, I make sure I'm in the hood. Everything I got, my belt is Baylor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I got stickers all on my car. I let them know my daughter's a tennis star. My son is a fencing star. I got, hey. Cause, yeah, you know, I'm not from the South. I'm from California, yeah. so I'm still worried. But I love Chattanooga. Hey, and you know, unfortunately, uh, we were just having this conversation, and it's, it is Black History Month that, uh, you know, we had the conversation when we were in Hood, and you know, it was uh, it happens. It's the 21st century, and it still happens. And unfortunately, yeah. we have people who are blinded to that fact that those it's not it's not everybody right mm -hmm. it's not everybody but you still have those people that are planted into those important positions that take advantage yeah. of their their authority you know That's right. and, and then they they over they over they over stretch that authority because you are you are a peace you know what i'm saying peace officer you know yeah, yeah. it's policing but yeah. you're supposed to be holding the peace not yeah. creating habit and That's uh right. I remember when you told me about that situation when we were, you know, back 20 plus years ago. Um, Chad Walsh. I know I've been dropping everybody's name. His name getting dropped too. Specialist Chad Walsh is the is the dude who who did wrong. You yeah. know, I still remember. Yeah. That's how traumatic it was That's for me when crazy. I realized, oh shit! Wow. I thought I was gonna get killed. You know? Yeah. It was yeah. scary. They had the guns. I heard the things click. I'm on my knees in the middle of the street. I'm like, oh my god. For speeding. For speeding. For speeding. What area, what area was day. it? Huh? What area was it? Do you remember? I was coming out of Copper's Cove from my boy Holloman's house through gate, the back gate. What was that? Oh, gate wow. five or it was it was the back gate of uh Fort Hood. Yeah. Wow. 
you know, MP, you know, Specialist Chad Walsh. You wow. know what I'm it saying? was no, it was an MP. Hell yeah, it was an MP. What? That's why I took Tar Trevino and we went to the MP station. And they're like, what you want us to do? Get your ass I don't know, but we had a crazy first sergeant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a crazy first sergeant. Man, I got some stories. Hey, but Sergeant Franklin went to Walmart, got the 24-hour shells, and went up to command with the dang old shotgun, and they put his ass out, you know? Put him in jail, whatever they did with him, but they got rid of him. Whoa. And that's because he couldn't handle, you know, that your career is depending on you doing your job. Yeah. Your job is to recruit. It ain't to try to recruit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you go recruit or you help this motherfucker. You, you will recruit. <laughs> you will recruit. Hey, we Shout had zero role man. and stuff. You know? Oh, Hell man. Yeah. Look, I, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to throw salt or, you know, I don't, hey, look, I, I, I know a lot of people who recruit and destroy them. I know a lot of people and I tell people, look, you should get out of that. If you, I mean, yeah. some people, some people are good, right? Some people, if you're, if you're yeah. a good salesperson and you can talk to people, be a salesperson. you, yeah. you'll do well. But if you're not, if you can't talk to people, you have no people skills, you need to, yeah. you need to push that panic button, do your, uh, <laughs> it's a waffles, whatever you need to do. <laughs> Say all yeah. the safe words, get yeah. out. That's it's right. going to destroy your career. And unfortunately, right. you had people like that. And I'm glad that he didn't actually kill anybody because yeah. he got it, it's your family. I want that time. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And then they talk yeah. to you any kind of way, right? Any kind of way. Hey, let me tell you, I can't remember his name, but when he cussed me out, I said, uh, you know, uh, I was a corporal at the time because they had the corporal recruit program. Corporal Brown, uh, uh, you know how man help you or and then he said he said something crazy to me and I said who was this he said this motherfucking first sergeant who the fuck you think it is you know what I'm saying <laughs> I said oh shit hey and let me tell you so our recruit corporal recruiting program they sent you home he was talking to me wild I'm back at home I'm like Motherfucker, you know where we at? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't say that to him, I don't think. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? Because we back where I grew up. You right. know what I'm saying? You talking this wild shit, cussing me out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Over some recruiting. Hey, yeah, but he did. He, oh, he was wild. Some of the funniest cuss outs I've ever heard. You know, he made Sergeant Parra pull over on the highway. Pull your motherfucking ass over when I'm talking to you. You what? know what I'm saying? Sergeant Parra was like, can I call you back? No. Pulled over on the highway, got his ass chewed out. Uh, another sergeant, he was in uh, Sergeant Dressel. He was eating like breakfast, and he said, "Hey, for Sergeant, I'm eating right now. Can I push that goddamn plate in front from your face?" You know what I'm saying? He was wild, but you know, he was uh, he was infantry hoo hoo, and we doing recruiting. This is sales. This is a people's business. <laughs> oh, he didn't give a damn about that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. He was a wild boy. That's crazy. You know? Oh, oh yeah. my god. You know? Alright, bro. So look, tell us uh, one of the most memorable experiences that you had. 
All right, and this is the great thing. I just dropped off my daughter uh, two weeks ago at IMG. You know, the school, and this is not about the dough, but, you know, it costs $95,000 a year for somebody to board there. You know, this school right here is 50 grand a year for somebody to board there. I'm from East Oakland, California. My girl from Bankhead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, what's great, I saw, you know, is that my most memorable experiences is happening right now. Because, mm. let me tell you, I got a bad memory. And I tell my family it's cool because I'm going to go ahead and keep making new memories. I don't need to, to, to dwell on the old stuff because yeah. my life going to stay shaking. You know, right. I know when I'm an old man, I'm going to be a bad mofo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to forget. You know, I took my girl to IMG. My daughter won the U.S. Open. That's cool. But, hey, this resort I owned, you know what I'm saying? I had Jay-Z, Beyonce flying on it. Oh, man, the jokes I was telling that night, you know, playing my dangle guitar. <laughs> you know, I know they still coming, you yeah. know? So that's the memorable, you know, doing these. My daughter, she had on her vision board tape, IMG. You know what I'm saying? I could take you to the hallway right now. We still have a shirt up above the, um, when you walk down the stairs, I took her to, I, well, she went with her school to IMG, uh, like last summer. I got a shirt and I put it up there and it says IMG. So every she, time she comes down the hallway, she slaps it, you know, oh, no. IMG, it's some kind of thought, IMG. Man, she just went to, she's at her dream school right now at 15. She realizes that. Hard work pays off. Hard work is smart work. Yeah. Most people, you go to college, you working hard, you know, you probably, you may not even get a job in your degree field. So that hard work didn't really pay off. You got a degree, but the stuff that she's doing is, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? She's, I had never been to private uh, golf clubs and tennis clubs and seen Hey, we took her to the school in the student parking lot. There's Ferraris and G wagons, and you know, wow. I let me tell you, I had never thought about my daughter getting married. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I said, "Oh, you get married? Hey, you, your your future husband up in here." You know what I'm saying? Hey, because Jesus, LeBron's and stuff is graduating out of yeah. this. Yeah. Hey, it was the biggest kids I ever seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't sat in the car because I was scared. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they were so big. You know what I'm saying? Man, shout out to IMG, man. Shout out to IMG. That's what's and up. And Baylor, you know. Yeah, and Baylor, man. That's top that's 25 up, on Sports Illustrated, but they ain't no IMG. But they yeah. more academics. Hey, yeah. check this out. So, Baylor Academics at IMG, they do four hours of school, four hours of tennis. You know what I'm saying? Like, minimum. You know, and then they got the pros coming through there. Uh, and then they got girls. My daughter, she just called me yesterday. Hey, one thing she said today, she said, it feels good to be somebody. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. When you know that you're somebody, she said it was cool back then. But she said now she feels like she's somebody, you know, and I know what she's talking about. Yeah. It's cool to be average, but when people are, I ain't going to say nothing, you know, because there's endorsement deals and stuff coming in today, but when you, when you somebody, you know, and people recognize you when you're doing interviews and you realize that she used to get her ass whooped, hey, you know, and I used to, she used to cry and I'm like, hey, baby, we're going to put in these reps. Don't worry about it. I promise you, we're going to do what they ain't doing. You know what I'm saying? We're just going to work harder than them. And then to see that it worked, you know, hey, it could have failed. 
but it worked. Yeah. And now my son sees that, and he's like, oh, shit, my daddy wasn't bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now I got him on his game, and he knows, you know, being a general, being president, you know, it's crazy to even say that, but it could happen. You know, yeah, like I, I tell my brother, it could. I don't say it should, but it could yeah. if we do X, Y, Z. You That's know? what he want, man. Shoot That's for what it. he want. You got to be, hey, like I told him this morning. So this school, hey, you know, we, the whole family could be moving to Florida for IMG. Okay. But my son wants to stay here at Baylor. Mm-hmm. So that means if he stays here, I'm going to have to stay here with him. And my wife is going to move down to Florida and be with my daughter. That's for the next three years, yeah. you know, and that's why we different than a lot of folks because we willing to do things like that. Right. When we got the IMG call, we pulled her out of school within a week. We had moved her down to Florida. Okay. Most people ain't going to do that. Right. And then they hit us for $36,000. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Most folks ain't going to do that. You know what I'm saying? And that was crazy. I didn't expect that, you know, but they hit us. Um, but man, He's really going to, I told him, you got to be, you got, it got to feel like you're going to die. Academics is a sport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why we give scholarships. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's blood, sweat, and tears in academics, you know? And if you, you think you, you about to pass out or faint or you about to cry, you got to push a little harder. You know what I'm saying? I told him in order to stay here, for me to spend 50,000, you got to get straight A's. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you this, he could really get straight A's, but he ain't gonna get straight A's right now. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not conditioned for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I homeschooled him. I know it takes time to start getting straight A's. Yeah. But what he's used to is I used to be the homeschool, so grades was easy. You know, I'm teaching what I want him to know. Oh no. Now he getting his ass whipped by a top ten, uh a top ten school. Yeah. But the great thing about this for people listening, the difference between private school and public school, he can fail a test. They will let him retest like every single time and they will teach him what he needs to know. They believe that they're supposed to teach you when you're supposed to pass. They don't believe that, okay, you went to school. If you didn't retain information, you failed. You failed. Oh, no. Nobody failed. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's that's one of the reasons why I got to keep him here because I could take him to Florida, save 50 grand a year and put him in public school because he has not grinded like my daughter has. And I've given him the same opportunity. He wanted to be a gamer, Tay. I paid damn gamer goddamn uh, personal trainers for gaming. He just wanted to play. He didn't realize you got to work your ass off. Gaming is easy. It was uh, Fortnite, Tilted Towers. Okay. Dive into Tilted Towers a hundred times a day. He didn't want to dive into Tilted Towers a hundred times a day. He wants to play with his friends. Uh, so therefore, I'm not going to continue to put no money into to gaming if this is not what you're going to be able to do. Right. And what it is is just he doesn't go hard enough. You know, that's my boy. But he's just now learning that he could have been a gamer because he see what his sister's doing. Yeah. His sister's damn near a professional tennis player at 15 years old. Right. And he had the same opportunities. But... When I told his ass to dive into Tilted Towers a hundred times, he didn't want to do that. But now he realizes, okay. So he got here at Baylor on his sister's scholarship. They let him in because of my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy. They wanted her, so they let him in. And because they didn't want to mess up like her eligibility, they paid for him, gave him a scholarship. You know? Nice. Yeah. Because they didn't want to fuck her first stuff. So we paying for her. You know, even though she's not going there now. Because it's a contract, private schools right. work with contracts. Right. We're still paying. 
still paying for her like twenty eight hundred dollars a month or some shit like that. Yeah. And he's getting in for some chunk change, you know. <laughs> but yeah. But if he wants to stay here, oh, he gonna have to die for this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people that's uh there's a woman called Tiger Mom, an Asian woman who was on her motherfucking children and they became like doctors and lawyers and jail presidents or whatever. Yeah. I'm not that extreme. But I believe in what she did. I know it's reps. I'm on that Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality. Mamba mentality. Shout out. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not as crazy as her. You know, if I was, hey, my children probably be like Jackson 5 or Serena (laughs) Meters right now. You know, I'm just a little bit more lackadaisical. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to be Joe, are you? Yo, hey, I told, hey, I showed my children at Jackson 5 and showed them who I could be. I said, we could get results, but. I, I would have to be like this. If you wanted as a phenom, because a phenom ain't just you picked up a rack and you start balling. You had a crazy ass parent that had your ass on the court yeah. at five in the morning, like Michael Phelps' parents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I let my daughter wait till eight o'clock when there was children. Well, we got to five o'clock, Tay. I swear to God. We was we but drove she wanted it at, that point. at five a.m. You she know what I'm saying? At that point, right? Because she wanted it that bad. Yeah. And I said, hey, baby, we can get it. But the girls at IMG, they're practicing four hours. This is when we were still doing it on our own. So we knew we had to do at least six hours. You know what I'm saying? So we we would either do two, three hour sessions or we would do uh two, three hour sessions, you know? Yeah. Whatever, as long as it was six hours a day. Okay. And so now, now she 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 there with the big dogs, but when my wife moves down there, my wife still has to be up because they already have a practice at six in the morning. She has to get my daughter on the court by four thirty, so they they can go ahead and put in that it's extra time. time. Yeah, she can't do what they doing. You she know, can't you do can't more. do what, what the what the pros is doing. You got to do better. You right, know what I'm right. saying? If you're trying to be the best, That's so right. they doing four or five hours a day. She needs to be doing six, seven hours a day. We call it hustling like an immigrant. You know what I'm saying? You know we African American. Hey, we hustle like immigrant when my wife and my uh my wife and daughter in florida i'll show you i asked my mom and my pops for their travel trailer because me and my son we about to move out of this big motherfucker you know what i'm saying and uh we gonna move into my mom and pops travel trailer and live at a little rv site for the next six years because he say he wanted you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna i'm gonna let hey you gotta sacrifice for this I'm gonna pay 50 grand for your education. Oh, you go sacrifice for this? Well, we'll be living, so we'll only have to pay about 30 grand because yeah. he won't be 40, you know. But it ain't gonna be this no more, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that's gone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's internet, you know what I'm saying? And we just started a new business, so we're gonna be spending most of our time over there at the office, you know? Yeah, After- all right, bro. So tell me, uh, you, you have. You have given us a wealth of knowledge, and bro, you dropped a lot of jewels. Man, tell me some. Uh, give me a leadership lesson. You kind of gave us a whole bunch of them, but what's a leadership yeah. lesson that that you live by? Uh, for leadership, it's always something. You know what I'm saying? It's the person that knows it's always something and willing to just hey, that's what it is. That's I tell my children, if you think it's going to be easy, you fooling yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's always something. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Everybody and the good thing about it not being easy is that you know you can do it. Because most people ain't going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what makes it easier in itself. You know? Yeah. It ain't going to be easy, but most people ain't going to do it. And so that makes it attainable. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's always something. It's I think that's something. probably the the number one thing I learned in life is that ain't nothing easy. Even when we took her to IMG, we got there on like a Sunday. Man, her paperwork didn't get processed till Wednesday. So we running back and forth, sitting around. And it's something I learned in the army. And I told her, hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. Because <laughs> it was on our ass about getting down there. Hurry up and wait. I love it. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. I, you know? I, it, it, there's a, it's a fraggle to that one. It's hurry up and wait faster. Hell yes. You know what I'm saying? Hurry up and wait faster. That's what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to text her that. You know? She needs to know. Man. You know, that's one of the greatest things I learned in the military. Because most people start losing their mind. Ain't like this fool is acting crazy. And then all you all you got to do is realize, hey, we're going to be here waiting a long time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got to outlast the competition, you know? Yep. So that's 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 an army life lesson, you yeah, know? Man. I like it. Give me uh give me give me three leaders, man. Three three leaders in your book. Three great leaders. Kobe, you Kobe. know, I'm still on that Mamba mentality. Mamba. That's why let me tell you. I was not a Lakers fan, I was not a Kobe fan. You know what I'm saying? I really I'm only with Kobe for the dang on for for the Mamba mentality, uh-huh. for what he did, for who he was. Yeah. You know, because I don't go as hard as Kobe. I would love to. You know what I'm saying? I tell my children, hey, did you hear about the one where the boys is running and then one of the boys uh, cheat the, uh, they doing like suicides, cheats the line by like a half an inch or so. And Kobe was going to get uh, team shoes for everybody. But that kid cheated it by a half inch. No shoes for nobody. You know what I'm saying? But nobody, you know? Nobody. And that's, that's how I, I think in order to do anything, to be the best at anything, because we might as well shoot to do the top, because if you don't make it, at least you're going to be successful. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? But if you shoot right? to be average or just make it, and uh, it's, it's probably not going to happen. You know? So with Kobe, it showed me that you can be extreme. And he breaks it down in his book about he wasn't the biggest, he wasn't the fastest, he wasn't the most talented, but he worked. Right. You know, he was there, and you can ask my daughter, hey, if me and my daughter get to the court and somebody comes after us, we will not leave day until they leave. You yes. know what I'm saying? We will not we will stay there. You know, I don't give a damn if we was there two hours earlier. If they show up, and there's a girl or somebody that looked like they should be trying to do what we do, oh, we won't leave until they leave. Nice. Got that from Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Um, my second person is Sun Tzu. Uh, he wrote the kind of like a Bible. It's called Tao Te Ching. It's um, a Eastern type philosophy. I'm into philosophy. Okay. Uh, since I've been grinding, I haven't picked it up as much. And I've been listening to this book called The 5, uh, 5 AM Club. Um, but so Sun Tzu, Kobe, in the third person, I'm going to have to say my boy Sai Guru right now. You know who Sai Guru is? Uh-oh. This Indian cat. You have to look him up on YouTube. Sai Guru. But, yeah, Sai Guru. S-A-D-G-U-R-U. Uh, R-U. Sai Guru. Okay. Um, I'm really, I call myself a hustle yogi. I hustle and I grind, but really it's not for the fancy things and all that. It's for the, it's for the freedom. It's to take care of my children. I know I got to take care of my mom and pops, uh, my wife's grandma. I'm sure I'm going to have to take care of her. Um, 
and then the grandkids I want to be able to do. So I consider myself that immigrant, like uh, like the Asians and the Indians who come here from other countries. And one of my favorite examples of sleeping on the on the uh, floor of the donut shop, you know, yeah. um, me and my family, we just bought. You remember one hour photo? Yeah. So we basically have the 3D version of that. We bought a 3D booth and we bought a color printer that prints in 3D. So I consider it like the like the Asian hustle. Like uh, I I grew up and I saw the whole family working there. I just picked that up and that's it, I hustle for the family. You know what I'm saying? I you would think I was a bum. You know the shame, man. <laughs> you would think I was a bum. People don't know that uh, and I and I love that. We it's, it's a book called The Millionaire Next Door. I love being the millionaire next door in a house. The house we just moved from was only 200 grand. I paid 117, 114 for it, uh-huh. you know? And, um, you know, nobody would ever know that, that we're, 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 what do they call it? Financially free, you know? Yeah. So th- those are my three, Saad Guru, uh, Kobe, and uh, Sun Tzu from Dao Te Ching, you know? Okay. So give us a life lesson that you can leave us with. Life lesson. Do the opposite of everybody else. Do the opposite of the masses. Yeah. You know? Follow the crowd, you, man. That's, that's the crowd. all I got, you know? Most right. people, yeah. That's well, it. Look, you, you hit on everything almost on every on every topic. Everything we talked about, you hit all the quotes, all this stuff. You gave us a million quotes. So we're going to move into the lightning round. All right. You ready for the lightning round? This is why I may be struggling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for everybody else out there in TV land, first and foremost, shout out to the Jewel Junkie. Where they add style to your smile. $5 at a time. Wow. $5 at a time, man. Y'all going over there and check out jewelljunkie.com. That's my sponsor. And uh, probably the person that's going to be trying to answer most of these questions. All right. <laughs> So, you just give us the the quickest answer that you can give us, and I'll try not to go down a rabbit hole. Okay. All right? All right. If we put up your, we got in the car, whatever it is that you're listening to music on, what's the top three most played songs on your list? It's going to be Lil Wayne, uh, Steady Mobbin, Uh you know, with with Gucci. It's going to be Lil Wayne. It's going to be No Ceilings. All I listen to, hey. It's gonna be that no ceilings. Uh, that's it. I, I tell you, that's that's it. Steady Bob. I only listen to, to the uh, to the music when I need it. You know okay, what I'm okay. saying? When I'm in the gym or something. Because I'm normally listening to audiobooks. But reading the question, that's why I said this may be the hardest section. Oh no, it's good. It, it's good. I mean, I'm you know we're getting more information from you. Okay, so where do you go for inspiration? My audio game. Audio. Right, first, I, my last name is Brown, so I turn on Les Brown, and I used to be a motivational speaker at one point in my life. Uh-huh. So, uh, and I told the children, that's our cousin, that's their uncle, you know what I'm saying? So, I turn on Les Brown, and that's just where the ball gets rolling. But it's usually YouTube, you know? Um, it's usually YouTube. And then my audiobook game is stupid. You know, I got that uh, that Audible. Yeah, my library. was telling me about that, Audible. Uh, my, my, my library game is stupid. You know, I got anything and everything you can think of. Yeah. You know, so 
That's where it's at. All right. So if you're on social media, it's probably just answer that. What are you? What are you um, watching or listening to? Which channel? Right now. Right now, because uh, is that my PC or your PC? Let me see. Um, so I just bought this fifty grand for this damn printer, forty-five for this my uh, my my Maki uh printer, color printer. So if you look at my YouTube, there's hell of videos that I've been watching on this software called Autodesk Netfab, so I can learn. So three D printing is called additive manufacturing. Okay. What I plan on having is a warehouse full of these $50,000, $200,000 printers printing off whatever, yes. you know, printing off prototypes, printing off figurines, printing off medical devices, because my whole thing is about loans, investments, and rentals. But uh, you get you, if you have money and credit, if you have credit, hell, if you have credit, you can buy a printer. Everybody can't afford these printers. You can learn the software. It's not a whole lot. They also have training. But now you can print up things. You can print up products. You can print up um, auto parts. You can print up anything. Damn near anything you can think of, you can print up. What? Anything. You can print in metal. You can print in plastic. You can print in sandstone. But anything you can think up can be printed. You can give me something right now, and I probably can print it up, Tay. I have a printer downstairs, and I got another printer coming but these things are called like uh, farms. And before everybody is on it, I would like to get, uh, I would like to have a farm rocking. Um, so I'm watching videos on that. And then I told you I bought a 3D camera system, which is called photogrammetry. And it's a, basically a 3D scan. So I can scan you in 1.4 seconds, get a full scan of your whole body, every angle, and then I can print that out. Um, that's <laughs> and team. If you got one second, I can show you an example. Show me. Let me run that stairs. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So we say, uh, fantastic show, guys. Okay. We got Jewel Junkie still there. I'll definitely rewatch. Okay, nephew Tate. Time to start living the real dream. No work. Yes, I am. I am. Bookman, yes. Let's see. Let me see. Join us for dinner. Are you back? Uh, is still getting this is me right here. Uh-oh. Let's see. Can you see me? Let me see. Yeah. I don't know where the camera is on here. I see. I see. see. This is my girl right here. Uh, but There you uh, go. There. And then this is what I printed up downstairs. So I'll give you an example. This cost me a dollar ten. This uh this skull one right here, a dollar ten on my printer downstairs to print. Okay. Um, if you go to a website called Make Printable or any of the websites, this is a hundred and thirty-six dollars to print. What? It cost me a dollar ten. Yes. So now the uh, printer that I have, this is resin. This is basically one color. But the new printer that I have coming, it prints in color. So anything you think of, I can print off in color. I'm actually working on the website now what? because I get my equipment at the end of March. 
this is another reason why I'll probably be staying here in Chattanooga with my son is because Chattanooga is is beautiful. There's a lot of tourists that come here. Yeah. And the office that we found is right off the main tourist attraction. So to be doing something like this, um, it, it's fantastic here versus going to Bradenton, Florida. And that's kind of, it's kind of hood, you know. It was <laughs> beautiful, you know. A lot of people get married here, yeah, uh, right by the river, and um, we're we're gonna join the like the small chamber or whatever it is, the incubator. They they're giving fifty, not giving, but it's fifty cents a square foot for a warehouse space, uh-huh. um, and it's right downtown. So this is my new business venture right here. I'm doing these figurines. The goal is to sell uh, ten thousand of them. By the time my girl, my daughter goes to college or maybe graduate from college, so anywhere from four to seven years, sell ten thousand. You know, um, I sell them about two hundred bucks is the average price point. The average profit margin is about a hundred bucks, so ten thousand to be a million bucks. So I make sure I have you know some money when she's ready to become a pro tennis player because how a pro tennis player they have to pay for everything themselves, like a team, like an NFL owner. Yeah, pay team to travel with a tennis player a tennis player has to pay for her team to travel the hotels the their salary all of that so when me and my wife travel with my daughter i want to make sure that you know definitely for the first couple of years they say it costs about 200 grand to have a full schedule so i want to make sure she's covered for the couple of first couple of years before she wins you know and then after that i want to make sure me and my wife Definitely don't have to do nothing. We could just travel around from country to country watching tennis, you know? So this is really is a short-term play. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. sell 10,000 figurines over the next four to seven years. And, and uh, I'll, if I have the, the farm, fantastic. If not, still got my real estate and I plan on buying more, you know? Yeah. So really hustle yogi. I'm only doing it for a reason. I don't give a damn about the dough, you know, but I know... <laughs> I know it take real though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't be real though. You know, it take real though for the children. Hey, if I had to pay for Francesca to go to IMG and Junior to go to Baylor, that's 145 grand a year. You know what I'm saying? For damn high school. And I told my son, the reason you gotta get A's is because I'm not paying for college. You can have your choice. I pay for high school now, but you better get A's so you can get a scholarship. So you go to West Point, the Air Force Academy, even the Merchant Marine Academy. Yeah. You know, we went to a presentation for all of these, you know. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Who we got? We got Cream is still getting his go. His his hustle on his example is to keep hustling. Absolutely, Bookman. All right. He make it all look easy. Loving the show. Follow those on the road to where you want to go yes uh nephew tay i love les brown nice oh they printed the COVID test strips on our 3d printer really that's what i'm talking about Literally. barack obama was the first president to get 3d scan they made his bus as a 3d print really yeah and what he got was the scan where you have to hold still for two to three minutes the machine i bought you just sit there or stand there a fourth of a second gets the whole scan oh wow you know now, I know that's going to get old. That's why I'm hitting it fast. You know, and I spent 45000 for that damn uh, a photo booth. So I got to hit it fast and hard. Right, you know, right. I can't... Uh-oh. Still there? 
Test, test, test. Oh, hold on. All right, look, I think we, uh, here. Awesome, here. You still hear me? Y'all still there? Who all still out there? Y'all can still hear me? Talk to me. I think we had a, uh, a snafu. Yep, we lost him. Come on back in when you get a chance to, Cream. There you go. My bad. You good? Let me tell you. I only use this 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 laptop. I do a little day trading. You know, I, I dabble in everything today. You yeah, know? Yeah. So I use this to day trade, and this computer has this big old battery. Oh, Let's see if you can see this. So it's a gaming uh, laptop, but it dies so fast. And then I kept seeing the, the message that it was dying, but I knew it was plugged up, so I didn't think it was me. I thought maybe it was uh, coming <laughs> on your No, it's you not mine. <laughs> you know, but... That's why I can't ask you. Is that yours? But I was able to clear it, but it wasn't plugged in all the way. Okay. You know? so, yeah, I do a little day trading. Uh, let me tell y'all, if anybody messes with the stock market, I would say only buy when it dips. If not, if you buy when things is all good, oh, it's a scam. You know what I'm saying? It's a positive scam. It's all of that. You say know what it saying? again. Buy, buy when it goes dip. low. Buy the dips. <laughs> now, this is not financial advice. We cannot tell you to buy, sell, yes. or trade. However, yes. what he does and what I do is we buy the dips. <laughs> Heck yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, oh, it gets ugly. If you think the stock market is always going up, oh, no, no, no. Hey, it's a pump and dump. You know what I'm saying? It's a pump and dump. You just be ready when it dumps so you can go ahead and get you a piece. You know what I'm saying? Man, Roblox, that's my stock right there. That's what you, you in know, Roblox? It went up to 140 That thing dropped for $57. You what? know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. I know. I'm, I'm eating right now. I think it's at 69 Let's see what it closed at. Hey, it dropped down. I sold some puts on it. I sold a $55 Oh, you doing put. options too? I do options too. Oh, hey, come on. Killer, let me tell you. When, uh... I'm trying to get these dough for these children. You know what I'm saying? And yes. then plus, what I love about the, the stock game, even though I'm telling you, do not buy when that thing is ugly. You know, when it's high, when things look like it's all good. But um, imagine that. I'll show you. I'm not sure if you guys can see this. Uh, but today, I made, and now this ain't nothing because I lost money too before. But today, $1,325.91. Just imagine if I could do that as an old man when I'm 65 years old and I do it once a week or twice a week, you know? And what this really has come from is this Roblox. Roblox went up $6.05 today. Uh, I have a I have 50 shares at $61. Uh, I got to put at 65. I got to put at 75. And I got to put at 55, you know? So on that, I made 1100 out of that. What did I say I made? Uh, I made 1325 1100 was oh, Roblox. Roblox was my biggest win last year. That's why I'm messing with it. I got some other junk like Krispy Kreme and GameStop. But, and, uh, and Riot. Riot is like a, a crypto stock. But it's uh, but that, that Roblox. And yeah, 
it was up a dollar after hours. Now it's down to twelve cents. Look, I'm gonna have to check them out, man. I haven't really been messing with them too much. I, I, I know it. I'm familiar with it, but I haven't. It wasn't on my radar, so I gotta check those guys out, especially with that big of a drop. Yes. Oh, hey. So I know my mark with Roblox is like seventy five. That's why you see my first put was at seventy five because that's the normal range. I've been trading it since IPO, and um, when. I let it go at like $90 a share. And then remember when Facebook, uh, like the Oculus, and they changed their name to Meta. Meta yeah. When they changed their name to Meta, Roblox went up to 141 what? You know, I let go of it at 90 what bucks. Oh, I was sick. You know? <laughs> you know? And then, hey, it, it came back down to $57, though. You know? So that's why you buy the dips. You know what I'm saying? Because people dip. did buy at 140 yeah. On this GameStop I had, I woke up, I saw it on the news, it had went up to 160. I thought it was going to take off again. Once I bought at 160, it went down. You oh. know what I'm saying? That was the moment. It went down like 97 bucks, but now it's like at 123, something like that. Yeah. 124. Yeah. Well, shoot. Look, all right. We went down a rabbit hole. My bad. All right, best, best lyricist. All right, you know I'm from California, so I... Say Tupac. Tupac. Uh, I'ma say. You said why? No, I said Tupac. Oh yeah, Pac. Uh, I'ma say CeeLo Green when he was like, "They dying to be niggas." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, on CeeLo on that Goody Mob album, I just go to CeeLo's part on every song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The rest of them is cool, but CeeLo and uh, I'ma say Devin the Dude. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Devin. Okay. Now, who's your Pac. favorite? Favorite Steel. lyricist? Huh? Who's your favorite lyricist? Oh, I forgot Lil Wayne. Hey, I gotta say Wayne, because when I'm in the gym, I only listen to Steady Mobbing. Over and over and over and over. I throw on uh, no ceilings. You know, I'm still, uh, I don't know how old that is, but I'm still knocking it. Hey, if it works, it works. Yeah. All right, best group? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I heard a group saying, uh, the last group I may have heard of was maybe Hot Boys. You know what I'm saying? If you like that group, that's the last group. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's it. You know, let me tell y'all. Get your audio book game up. I love my music, man, but... Man, let me tell you. So they say if you listen to an audio book every day on your way to work uh, in a year, it's equivalent to like a four-year education. So once I heard that, man, I go stupid on the audiobooks. My girl, we hop in the car, she got on the music. I can't say I'm Joe. Hey, I go, hey, that's what y'all want to listen to. Hey, that's what y'all gonna be putting in. You know what I'm saying? But there's nothing wrong with the music. It's what you put in. You know what I'm saying? You can put in, I got audiobooks on tennis. My girl, she didn't heard uh my daughter, Pete Sampras, Raphael Nadal, you know, uh some of the strategy books, the uh Zen books. You know, you either can listen to music or you can listen to these audio books. And even though we used to rap, you know, I used to be in this thing. I listen yeah. to my stuff from time to time and I can't believe I made it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you, know. you still got it? Oh, yeah, I still got it. You know oh, what I'm saying? Man. I still got it. Hey, but let me tell you, when I do start rapping again, I told you I'm going to be at my resort. I'm going to be on the stage with my guitar and I'm going to be putting them on this financial hustle yogi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can hustle, but it, it shouldn't be for material things. It could be, you know. I'm sure I want some things, but 
I'd rather have that freedom. My girl, hey, I should introduce you to my wife. She hustles and she, she's trying to get things. Me, it's only about that freedom. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I'm happy she she likes things. She she shows me things that I wouldn't even have, you right, know? Right. Uh, you know, but me, I, I could be a monk somewhere. I could be up in a <laughs> monastery, you know? That's good, man. All right. Best player. Uh oh, Roger Federer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Roger Federer. It's either Roger, Nadal, or Djokovic. You know okay. what I'm saying? I'm you not like, sure if you like the Joker? Tennis. Huh? The Joker? Hell yes. Hey, he a bad man. He is a you bad man. You know what I'm saying? He plays offense, he plays defense, he consistent, but he has this right here. You know, he stopped eating meat and he went vegan just because he wants to be a better tennis player. You know? And if you're willing to do something for your craft like that, yes. you know, most people won't even do it for their health. Yes. If you do it just to be a better player, oh, you a bad man. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's those are my players. All right, and man, of course, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, what's the, uh, what's, the, what's the best movie out this year, this last quarter of the year? Okay. Um... I don't know if Don Cheadle's been in anything, but that's my that's my folks. I like Don. Uh, I like him, man. If he was in something, then I know it was a win. Uh, I just saw that Don Cheadle and he was uh, who was he playing? Miles Davis was it Miles Davis? Uh, I don't remember. I know I I seen it. Was it on what? Um, I don't even it know. Netflix, you know? Was it? Because I got that, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, it was Don Cheeto. He played uh, Miles Davis. Yeah. So, I'm going to have to say it was that. Man, I don't know. Let me tell you. Because I I look at so much of that, that, that I believe in bombarding the brain. Now, I do turn on stuff to have on the background. But my family will let you know, if a regular movie come on, I'm going to sleep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to sleep. I, I go to the movies a lot, Tay. When we, in my, I'm out of town, and I go, and usually nobody's there, and I go to sleep. I just went and saw Kingsman not too long ago. Oh, I was knocked out. What? Uh, before that, I saw Nightmare on Alley Street or something like that. Oh, I'm knocked out. Yeah. You know, me and my girl first met. We went and saw Matrix. Oh, I was knocked out. You know what I'm saying? Hey, because hey, as a hustler, man, you get them lights. They go off. I'm done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm done. So... Really, Don Cheadle. Uh, the the only thing I can think of is Black Monday, you know, because he on that hustling. I ask, uh, I just watched Any Given Sunday the other day. I try to put on sports and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. hey, you may not know this on Netflix, there's a show called Cheer. I know I'm late to it, it's called Cheer. No, I haven't heard of it. Really, man, I didn't know cheerleaders go so damn hard. Oh, yeah, My, yeah has been taking stuff that the cheer coaches have been saying and telling my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so awesome. right there, really like stuff that shows my family like, hey, uh, the JUCOs, you know, that cheer is really, it's about a, a junior college. Yeah. Uh, then they have the JUCO basketball. They had a JUCO football on Netflix. Any of the underdogs, because that's what we are. You know, we, hey, hey, I remember in 2000, 2013, I'm working as a personal trainer at Lifetime. I go to the gas pump. 
and the damn card is declined. I got to search around my car for change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me and my got divorced. You know, we actually had separated for like a couple of months. And I said, the only way this is going to work is if I take over these finances. And I put her on an allowance. And then from there, we got shit together and we took off. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, so I play a whole lot of stuff like that. I try not to... I try to just keep it all motivation. I'm trying to win. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if the children, even if they ain't paying attention, they hear it in the background. I'll be playing stuff like that so they know um, a lot of those ESPN 30 for 30s. You know, there was just a dude on there. He was a... Um, uh, what was he? Like Down Syndrome. Mm. He became an Iron Man. You see him giving his daddy. His daddy yes. was... Yes. Oh. His dad was taking him through and doing all this stuff with him, right? Yeah, I remember that one. Hey, his dad his dad hired a trainer, and the, the trainer was like, oh, no, I'm not putting together a routine for him. He was like, treat my son like he was anybody. Yes. And then he was the one pushing his son who had, he had he struggled riding a bike. Yeah. Had never swim before. You know what I'm saying? So that's the kind of stuff I keep putting in front of the children because my children, hey, Junior was one pound, two ounces. Fancy was three pounds, two ounces. So I told them they could easily be drooling tech. Yeah. They could be wearing helmets. Right. So I try to let them know, hey, y'all some lucky mofos. I'm a lucky mofo. My mom was 15. I should be a statistic. You right, know right. what I'm saying? So, man, I'm just on that. I know I'm crazy. I call it crazy. You know what I'm saying? Passionate, whatever it may be. So my music game. My pop game, my boy that I talk to every day in Cali, he be like, hey, you heard of this? No, I ain't heard of that. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know nothing besides this tennis, uh, this additive manufacturing, this this whatever it is that I need to know right now. That That's all I'm on, you know? Yeah. I know a part of my daughter's tennis game that I want to be a part of, I want to be the strategist, you know, the strategist, you yeah. know? So I'm already working on studying Coco Golf and these players in the future because I know my daughter is going to be playing them. So yeah. I really don't have a lot of time to to do nothing, you know? I mean, to not to do the, the regular stuff that, that I'm going to say that the masses do. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, it's levels to this game. Yep. You know? And I ain't got time for that right now, you know? That's good stuff, bro. That's awesome. All right, look, you you made it to the end, bro. This is your plug. What you got to say to the people? You giving us a, a a plethora of things to think about and and, right. and to ponder on and just be like, if you want to get there, you got to do something different. You gave that to us. What else you got? I mean, what how you want to how you want? This is my up? number one quote. This is mine. This is Frank Financial. Okay, I need to get it uh copyrighted. Come on, is how it goes. Some can't. Most won't, few will, I do. I'm going to break it down. So some can't. There are people that some of them just can't. They may be mentally, physically, you know, emotionally. They just can't get it done. I understand that. But most people, they just won't do it. Most people will not do it. You know, it's, it's human nature. You can pick up these human nature books and learn about it and just realize, okay, if this is human nature, just fight it. You know what I'm saying? If, if this is human nature, just fight it. You you have that choice, but you got to do it. You got to do it, you know? Yeah. Some can't, most won't. Few will. I know there will be some people that do it. Few of them. You know, the 20%, the 10%. Right. And then the final one is I do. 
I know if anybody else has done it, oh, I can be one of those people that do it. That's why selling figurines, I really don't have no worries about it. Because if anybody has done it, there's some people that do it average. I'm going to do it better than them because yeah. I do everything better than average people. You know what I'm saying? Because I just go harder. An average person is not going to wake up at five, five in the morning and then spend 90 minutes every day just thinking about how to make their business better. Yeah. You know, it's just certain things. So that's my quote. You know, some can't, most won't, few will, I do. Or when it comes to my family, we do. Yeah. You know, that's all I got. Man, bro, that's, you got me excited over here, man. I'm pumped up. I want to get back in the studio. <laughs> man, let's do it. Let's do it. I can Got some financial lyrics I need to drop. You hey, know what I'm brother. saying? Look, look. You let me know when you got the beats and stuff, and uh, and then I'll I'll come through, man. Man, I still got plugs. I still got folks with studios. You know what I'm I'll hey, come through. Hey, do you know I went and got Pro Tools certified? No. I went to a school called Future Rhythm in like Santa Clara, uh, California, near Redwood, and I got Pro Tools certified. I use like my army GI builder and uh, they paid for the equipment. They paid $13,000 for Pro Tools. Gave me the, uh, I think it was a G5, a, a Apple's G5 setup. And then I hooked up with my boy, my boy JP, he had a, a store uh, and he had a studio, but I bought the Pro Tools in there. And then we were able to advertise that a Pro Tools engineer was here and we was killing it. You know, hey, after we did our thing, oh, I went on to some other things. I, I'm in a Black Eyed Peas video. You know, what? my boy Polo, he was like a Filipino rapper. So that plugged us with Black Eyed Peas, man. Uh, and then the hyphy movement, I done some things there, you know. That's man, what's I up, done man. done a lot, you yeah. know. I done done a lot. We get, we get the whole crew together for one more one more run at it. Hell yeah. <laughs> you heard from uh, my boy Kane? You heard from Kane? Not since he left, man. Not since he left. I was I was man. looking for him, but I couldn't find him. I heard uh, Neely. Chris, uh, Lou. I see him a lot. See Lou, he's a lawyer now, and okay. um, I haven't heard from Hector. Okay, but those just Hector. you, Lou, and um, Neely. That's it. Okay. Okay. We can find the other two. My boy Holloman, you know, he became a dentist, but I tracked him down. I think I called the the dental office he was working at, but I never heard from him. No. You know, he loved my boy Glover. I just yeah. talked to him not too long ago. You know, he got grown kids. Now it's crazy. We got grown kids. I know, you know? man. That is so crazy. Isn't that wild? That is wild, bro. That's wild. Man. Well, Dang. look, it was awesome. I really appreciate you. We uh we have we have set the bar. We at 146, bro, and we're Dang. still able to go. That's Damn, that's up. what I'm talking about. That's what's up, man. That's what I'm talking about. So look, I'm gonna have you back to go over specifics. That sounds good. Okay, so that sounds good. This was this was general. This is just like okay, yes. this is. But when you come back, we're gonna be talking about some can't, some won't. What is it? Some can't. Some can't. Because only some. Some people can't. Yeah. There ain't a whole lot of them. Some yeah. can't. But most people won't. Most man. won't. Yes. You know? Few will. We I, do. Yes. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We do. And, and that, we're going to talk about what it is that they will, won't, 
and can't That's do. right. That's what we're going to talk about. In the next that's really what it boiled down to. Because yes. you can do anything. Yeah. Hey, one last thing. My son just realized being smart just means you just learned the stuff before you went to school. You know what I'm saying? You just studied a little bit more. It don't mean you was born with it. Right. It just means when the teacher said read this, you read it then. Yeah. And you you made sure you you knew the information. You watched YouTube videos on it. You know, you did all of the extra stuff. So when you go in there and they ask in general questions, you throw your hands up, you look like a damn genius. Exactly. You know what I'm look, raise your hand enough times to where they say you can't answer anymore. That's right. That's right. And then they be like, that, no. That's all the boil down to. Not you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yep. yep. Thank you, bro. Yep. We here. Yep. Bang all right. We here. All right, brother. I'm going to shut right. this thing down. And, uh, I appreciate you, Jay. It was so awesome. I appreciate you answering the call. And uh, we will definitely call. do this again. And uh, hey, look, I'm going to hit you up. All right. All right, brother. I appreciate you, bro. No be problem. Easy. Be easy. Everybody be easy. Have a good one. All right, all right, all right. That is 